In this handwriting, it doesn't look like it. You get to go first. You get to go first. What? You get to go first. Why? Who said? Because I said so. Did Deb say? I said so. Did Deb say? I said so. Got to let go. He goes first. Okay. Don't you? This is the writing we've ever done. This is a very good I can't read you. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, meet the uh, Temple of Sonora. Some three months after the U.S. military, headed by Colonel McKenzie, routed our four villages at the Paladero conflict, I've reached the Temple of Sonora a place of worship in the former days of my ancestors, where many of the gods of the Plains Indians were found and sanctuary was often lost. As the dust forms its veil over the four main structures, I climb to its pinnacle. It is from here I make my fireless camp, keeping vigil over the night and her Comanche cannibals who are following me, some two days behind. The distant, uh, the distant from the north form a wall of temporary protection and a current feeling of safety, or at least solitude, that allows me to sleep until sunrise. My escape from the Paladuro was only the beginning, just as this fortress signals only the end of my life of hardship. That was good. Thank you. Man who knows his history. Uh, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. That'll be $5, please. That's awesome. There you go. You want to head in? Oh, that's fun. Can you do any better than that? No, well, okay. <laughs> that goes right here. It's like the kid on the BB. Okay, volunteers. I'll go because I have to leave early. I have a date with my wife. Um, this is a poem. Um, I'm not sure what to call it. but I could hear the storm coming, hear the footsteps of the children running, day coming to an end, thankful for the direction of the wind, given this land by my parents, grateful for the time we had with them, this life we have, the moments together, the time that passed, generation after generation, continuing our path, Growing, passing down without knowing the very things that sustain each life, removing the pain, our eyes seeking to gain, seeing what remains after we've accomplished our reign, still more to conquer. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. You have your poem for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Thank you. I didn't think about that. For sure. Go ahead. Yeah, make it a the sacred village behind them, finally. I've walked all night to get here. And I can have the curse lifted from my people, my village. We've had no rain for six years. The young and the old are dying. Our women have no children. I have to find Okinoko, the old shaman. They say if you have a pure heart, he will heal you.
hasn't moved right so fast. Everybody, I say get nearer to the pueblo. I see no one. Maybe Okanoga is gone. Maybe the curse has reached here too. There's no smoke from the kitchen fires. No children, no dogs. It's as if I sit in the dirt path and wail for my family. Okanoko is no more. There is no hope. As I sing of death, I hear another voice joining mine. At the top of the highest pueblo, I see a lone man singing with me. Could it be him? I jump to my feet and run to the villa. Okanoko, Okanoko, is that you? He does not answer. Up the stairs, taking them by threes. Onto the roof, the terrace I run. Okanoko, are you there? I reach the top and find an old man in peasant's clothes with a blanket made into a poncho. His dark skin has the lines of age, but his eyes sparkle with the endless youth. Okanoko, I found you. Was I lost? He laughed. I need your help. My whole village needs your help. We've been without rain for years. What have you done to anger the gods? We don't know. If we did, we would atone. Then someone must go to the mother Sipapu and ask Mother Earth for forgiveness. I have heard of that, but I don't know where it is. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> 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 Very good. Do you write that in shorthand? He wrote it in shorthand. I think he did. My goodness. No, it's not shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> no, slip line shorthand. It's shorthand. It's shorthand. That's the shorthand. Left hand. Left hand. Yeah. Me? Here. Okay. Uh, this is a line I've wanted to use, and I just threw it in here, so here you go. Due to a reversal of fortune, I was forced to seek refuge on the top of a mountain in an arid region located in the northwestern part of the country. The only shelter afforded me was an ancient ab uh, abandoned adobe village, most of which was rubble. The ominous gray sky promised rain. The rooftops of the ancient village had all deteriorated long ago. I'm surely going to be soaked. I ventured to the innermost portion of the village and came across a vault-like structure. Surely I can find refuge within. I ran through the dark entrance and tripped over a small box. Lightning struck and I could see it was made of wood. A metal latch secured the top. My curiosity got the better of me. I located a rather large rock and struck the latch. Lightning flashed again. The latch fell free and I couldn't resist. I had to know what was inside. Lightning again. The lid is open and I discovered that the box contained Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, for not being inspired, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love the reversal of forces. My dad opened the back of the truck and pulled out our climbing gear. We pulled off the highway just north of the Pecos Valley River, uh, Pecos Valley River Bend, near the cliffs that just shouted to be explored. I pulled on my safety harness and a pair of thick gloves. My heart beat a little faster, but I knew I couldn't talk about it because that would just annoy him. He was a man of few words. His brown eyes sparkled as he checked my ropes and patted my head. I was there for the rocks and he was there for the photo op. He checked his cannon and took the lens cap and slipped it into his back pocket. 
We started walking into the deep hole in the ground. A path that seemed barren and unexplored led to a wide expanse. I quietly asked him to stop so I could check the quality of the root beer quartz that lined the cavern. It went from light yellow to the deepest chocolate colors, perfectly symmetrical in form. I wanted to fill all of my pockets, but we were on BLM land and had permission to only take photos and leave footprints. Daddy smiled and started to walk and I knew it was time to keep going. As we progressed, the cavern opened into a giant ravine as wide as the Grand Canyon. There were ancient ruins from some ancient people. Suddenly, this went from a hike to an archaeological expedition. Okay, so we were still just hiking, but my imagination had other ideas. My dad paused and pulled out his camera and started to take photo after photo. The clouds were becoming darker and full of rain, and it felt ominous since the dwellings had been abandoned for years. Where were the people? Why had they fled? Were there any writings left behind to explain who these people had been? Very nice. Very nice. There's talent in this room. <laughs> the haze in the distance beckons to feather trails. Minus tribulation and so hoped. Storm clouds above your home and the family is gone. Was the corn harvested? Were the parents wishing for better circumstances, livelihood? Mm. Where have the children gone? Perhaps they will slowly return from an arduous day of gathering, hunting, working. Perhaps they went to a neighboring village to visit relatives. Their raven hair and beaded clothes are strikingly noted for the time era. Language not now understood. Inside their dwellings of adobe are their are there soft blankets to sleep on? What is mom cooking? How does their garden grow? Are the days severe, the nights cold? Is there a medicine man to help, to care? For play, what do the children do? Are the parents protective of their offspring? Do mom and dad laugh? Or are they severe, serious, hopeful? of a beautiful, of a better day. How long does their life span? What about the pain when the children, or when the child is born? What about the pain? Why did your civilization disappear, go away? Was it enemies, whether by man or beast or disease? Or was the food supply depleted? Your memories, your stories, your ancestry, ancestors, also long ago, long ago, everyday life for you, your beautifully sculptured homes, left for us to see, to know that at one time you were, you lived, you were life. Oh, very nice. You wrote that in 15 minutes. Yeah. That's really good. That's a beautiful very beautiful. Yeah. Singing Eagle, who would be six, who would be turning 16 in two weeks, sat and stared at the dying embers of the breakfast fire. She was thinking of how much she loved her home perched on the cliffside facing the Santa Catalina Mountains. Her Hopi tribe had lived here beyond memory. 
Her own family lived here for many, many moons, starting with her great-great-grandparents. Now, this almost 16-year-old Indian maiden would be leaving the home of her ancestors. She had been promised to the son of the neighboring tribe of Hopis and would be joined with him as his wife in two weeks. Singing Eagle stood up and walked the path that surrounded much of the cliff dwellings. She had many fond memories of growing up on this cliff. She would be living in another Hopi cliffside home, but knew it would not be the same. Life would not be the same. Yeah. <coughs> you, Great image. Oh, okay. oh, I wrote. Oh, okay. let you go. Uh, mine is very light compared to everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. Tom runs into the fat first open rock door. It smells musty and damp. He hears mumbles and crumbles of little bits of rock rubble under feet, under his feet. From the bright sunshine out, it takes his eyes time to adjust to the stark darkness. Tom, last in the rock paper scissor game, is last in the rock paper scissor game. So he is the one to find his three friends who scampered into the into hide. Because of the darkness, Tom has to reach out to touch the clay walls, feeling his way into the next chamber. Slowly he moves, hoping not to step on something that would move underfoot. Into the next room, the room becomes darker and more and more damp. Um, then up some steps and into the next chamber. Tom sees a bit of light from a crack in the clay. In the fourth room, as he steps up, he finds Harry crouched behind a clay box jetted out. Both boys stay close to each other as they venture on to the next few small areas. As they make their way deeper, they feel the chill of their arms and a bit of breeze in their, on their faces. Up ahead, they hear a drip, drip, drip. In the center of one of the chambers, they feel more stone, stone cutouts and are able to see a bit more due to the sun creeping in from the window openings high above their heads. In the center of the room, they see a pile of rubble on the other side of the rubble, Josh jumps out with a shriek. A small mouse scampers and squeaks by. The boys breathe, breathe heavily, each wondering if they made a mistake of choosing this as their place for today's hide and seek. Jackson rushes in, only to find his three friends huddled together, sharing tense laughter. Jackson looks pretty peculiar to his friends as his hair and clothes are drenched and he, had, and he, and he has soot all over his face. It looked like he had found more adventure further into the rock sanctuary. And that's as far as I got. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I like that one. That's right. That's right. Was it diminishing clouds or had it all changed? The ride out here was also longer than I remember. Wait, is that someone in the doorway? Come on, no one's been here for years. As I dismounted rain, he snorted and backed up, patting his neck. I know I'm not supposed to be here, but this is home. Whether anyone is here anymore or not. I guess it wasn't long after Dad and I had the last fight, and I swore I never wanted to see him again. The council decided to move out and receive boxes for everyone to live in. I left home and joined the army. I never wrote or called those years. Then I tried White Man's World. But he's gone now. Where is he? I know I saw something, something in that doorway. 
Oh, come on, man. He was buried five years ago and everyone moved out into government houses. Chanting? Chanting? Do I hear chanting? Yeah. I see him right over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was fun. Yeah. That was really fun. You know what I thought was awesome. really interesting in that reading? I heard everybody, the way you write, I know how you write, I know how you write, exactly. and you're the poet, and so is Kat, and I know how you write, and I'm going, I heard you so well. I mean, that's, your voice was so there, you know, it's Definitely. Just, that's kind of funny, I think, <laughs> how you can hear that once you get to know a writer. Well, and that's why I find it difficult for people to worry about copyrights, because you know everyone's writing. Yeah. There's no way that anyone could plagiarize you without everyone knowing that you were plagiarized. Yeah. Yeah. I've come about so as close as you can. <laughs> 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 Almost found a reversal of fortune. Almost found it, yeah. yeah. I also found it very interesting the way that people wrote, the different stories, the different aspects they took from one picture. That's what I was talking about, the, the point of view that they use, the, the theme that they're writing with, and the voice. It's just so typical. Like Ellen's voice, it's just it's just so tip. I can almost predict how Ellen's going to write because I, you know we've we've so clear. just been back and forth yeah. so much. Uh, she's just uh, she always writes a sweet, young, heartfelt story. It doesn't matter what it is. It's always there's a sweetness in it. And um, yours is always in the the science fiction. What do you call the science fantasy realm? I can always expect that from you. Uh, and that's that's just really funny how how that works. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the what I'm gonna highlight the most in my book. Truth sells itself. Is like when you really when you're really self-aware of who you are, and you live in that. You know, you don't care what anybody thinks. You're not trying to find approval. You're not trying to uh, get people to accept you. You just and then, for me, the world just starts like either laying opportunities on you, or doors just start opening. It just starts pathways just start opening and. It's one of the greatest feelings that I've had. I'm 32 and just realizing like who I am and just a small point of being self-aware. Yeah, and it's a great feeling. So I'm, I'm with you. Like you, the voice is clear. Yeah, the voice is clear. Yeah, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I love this group. This is awesome. <laughs> well, we love you back. That's right. Our next meeting will be Saturday the 